That'll do it. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz basketball is just beginning. That kid is on fire on catch-and-shoot threes right now. This is Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. In and out of bounces to Gobert, and he rocks the pass Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. The Utah Jazz win tonight over the Portland Trailblazers, 121-115, behind a terrific performance down the stretch from Donovan Mitchell, who finished the game with 35 points. In fact, let's uh, check out your sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Jazz tonight, uh, 56.8% from the field, 38.9% from three. They were led by Donovan, as I mentioned, with 35 points. Joe Ingles, red hot, uh, particularly at the beginning of the game, finishes with uh, 26 points tonight. Uh, Rudy Gobert and uh, Boyan Bogdanovich both with 16. New Jazz man Jordan Clarkson with nine coming in off the bench. But this was just another fourth quarter clutch performance by Donovan, Tim. Yeah, he was. he's just so comfortable and so good. I'm... Uh, joked with you watching it. I mean, wonder if they're uh, they're trying to mess with the clutch numbers because they get down this fourth quarter. Uh, it was another game that they kind of had to wrestle away, but there is some real positives to that, and and they're finding ways to win games and understanding how they're winning games. And Donovan is a huge component to that in the fourth quarter. And Locke talked about it a lot. Uh, the Rudy Gobert with a couple of hustle plays, a couple of offensive rebounds that saved to Bogdanovich, just some little stuff. That big block at, on Lillard at the end, just some some stuff that maybe would go unsung, but absolutely different, big time difference in the game. Yeah, and one other guy that I want to point out. I mean, it wasn't. A, Huge numbers night for Royce O'Neal, but in 31 minutes he had seven rebounds. He only took four shots, but he had seven rebounds. He was plus 20 while he was on the floor. Um, and, and you know, to go back to your point, I mean, to have him out there, even undersized, playing the four, Garden Carmelo. I mean, you know what you're going to get from him night in and night out. He's going to play hard. He's going to play right. Uh, and that's that's a real positive thing going forward for the Jazz. Speaking of mellow, mellow, gonna mellow. Couple of um, selfish possessions down the stretch cost the Blazers. And and uh, speaking of Rudy, I mean, Locke mentioned this as well. That play where uh, Lillard was pulling up to shoot, and Rudy was right there, gave it to Mellow. And then Rudy recovered, gets on Carmelo, and forces Carmelo to shoot an air ball, which, by the way, the, the video of Carmelo's flop is, is going viral a little bit. He was a little upset. Rudy Rudy did have a hand. Yeah, he got of, a hand in there, but yeah. No, certainly nothing that was going to cause that kind of reaction. But Right. Melo looks better. I, his body looks better. His, uh, you know, I, He's still kind of that auto bucket. But Jazz did a great job down the stretch just being physical with him and causing problems. Um, and he's a guy who, when it comes right down to it, he wants to shoot it, man. Yep, he sure does. All right, let's go down to the podium where Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. You know, I, there's always some level of connection. I, I thought, you know, Joe just came out um, really aggressive, which was good to see. And I think when Donovan kind of had that stretch, um, you know, I think it was more – Donovan just attacking too. So, but that said, you know, those two guys. And when you have two players that 
you know, both are, have a hot hand. It, you know, it impacts the defense one way or the other. We felt that down the stretch, you know, in the same situation. You're trying to figure out matchups and, and scrambling, so. Obviously, happy with the W, but it seems like it's happening to you guys a lot where it gets away from you in the mm -hmm. fourth, and I know that a lot of your stats are very middle of the pack or they fall off in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. So what are your feelings when you see that happening? Well, I, I felt like there was a, there was a timeout um, midway through there where, where you could tell us we were a little deflated at the timeout. We'd, um, you know, we hadn't scored in a while. They, they were scoring, which makes it harder because we, we weren't able to get any easy baskets. I thought we passed up some shots. You know, we had a stretch that wasn't good. But I, I think that it's kind of a half-empty, half, you know, half-full. Um, where I, A lot of what happened tonight, I think CJ and, and Dame just really got going. Um, that's not to, you know, to say that we can't be better during those stretches because we, we, we've got to figure out. Usually there's a couple things that trigger it. It's either not taking care of the ball or, you know, the offensive boards where you give a team um, easy opportunities, um, either because you're inefficiency offensively or not finishing plays. And when you do that to a team like this, you know, those guys are capable. They never feel like they're out of the game, and they're not. Well, uh, Damon CJ had their share of plays, as you mentioned. It seemed like Rudy also kind of made a difference with his, with yeah. his switches out there. What did you see out of him? Well, it, it's, you know, for Rudy, there seems there's a lot of games um, where he's, you know, positioned more traditionally, I guess, where he's protecting the rim. And then there's other games where he has to be up because he's playing against a shooting big or he has to be up um, because the guards have kind of unlimited range. And that, there's usually kind of a, an acclimation process with that. I think in the first half there were times when we weren't up as high. And, and it's on the guards too. Um, but I thought Ed came in and did a really good job, you know, being aggressive and being up at the point of the screen. And, and Rudy did the same thing. Rudy made a play late where he saved the ball out of bounds and tipped it into Boyan, which is as good a play, as impactful a play as anybody's made all year. And obviously the block late too is a big play. But um, Rudy takes a lot of pride in being able to defend, you know, a lot of different ways. And you saw that tonight. Jordan is obviously new when he needs to get mm -hmm. acclimated here. But what did, do you think of the way he played for night one? You know, he, he, he wants to... You can tell he wants it. Like, there's a hunger about him. Um, and there's also, I think he plays with a level of confidence um, that, you know, that we, we need. You know, I think that early on there was a late clock possession. He was able to get a shot. So his ability to create, um, you know, both off the dribble and create for other people. You know, he had a, a couple times he passed the ball and it was a swing, swing, and someone else got the shot. So I think he's unselfish and he's also got the ability to create both for himself and for other guys. And, um, you know, I want him to be instinctive. He's trying really hard to do everything right. Um, and that's hard when you're not sure where to, where to go or what to do all the time. Um, but, you know, good start. I think our team embraced him and um, feel like he's in a good place after day one. Building off what you said about that half-empty, half-full situation, and you feel it slipping away or something's getting a little deflated, what is the switch that switches back on a night like tonight when they actually get it back and they're able to put it away in the fourth? I think getting stops on defense is the main thing. Um, and 
you know, there's different because that that impacts your offense too. If you can get a stop um, and get down the court and maybe get something easy offensively, those are the when a team's not scoring. Um, you know, usually you're doing something right, and we had some breakdowns, and they hit some tough shots. But I think the boards um, were the biggest thing. Turnovers usually lead it. Um, I thought we got a couple good shots out of timeout, which helped. Um, but a lot of ways to stop a run, and the, but the biggest one is getting stops defensively. Thanks, Eric. okay. That was Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder as his team beat the Blazers, one twenty-one, one fifteen. What'd you think about what a coach had to say right there, Tim? Um, you know, he, he makes the point, and, and tonight the luxury was that, that really Joe and Donovan were going. Um, you know, Joe early, Donovan late, but really the way that this team's, um, you know, coached and talked to on a daily basis is that you win games down the stretch by getting stops. It, you know, you run out of energy, you can always find energy by getting a stop, and I love that. I love the way he preaches it, he believes it. And uh, he coaches it, and and it was another night tonight where, you know, Jazz got stingy down the stretch, even when the kind of the energy was sapped out of the building, and then you know turned those defensive stops into makes on the offensive end. And you heard Coach talking about Jordan Clarkson, who played 21 minutes tonight. Uh, he was four of 12. He had nine points. He did have a steal. Uh, did have a turnover. Uh, he was much better in the first half than he was the second half. However, you heard Coach talking about that. Uh, the, the, there's some pressure for him to do the right thing when you know he he just got to town yesterday. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it would be like it would be like you and I, right, on a crash course exactly. trying to figure out what the right thing to do. Um, I, I will just say, in terms of just watching him and watch him check in, I love the fact that he felt comfortable enough you know, around this team to take 12 shots. And it wasn't like he forced them. No. The fact that he was, it was engaged and even not really knowing, I mean, at times he would have to walk over to figure out, hey, where am I supposed to go on this play? And so it was interesting to watch that. But I, I really liked his confidence and swagger. Um, and, you know, I think he can be a guy who uh, really can help the Jazz off the bench just not go through those scoring lulls. It it felt to me like his care factor was was extremely high, and he mentioned the the twelve shots. They didn't feel like selfish shots to me. And maybe hey, we're, it's his first game. We're all looking at it kind of optimistically and and looking at what he can do and his role can be. But but I'm with you. They didn't. They felt like shots that came within the offense, not necessarily hero ball type shots. Which I think we were wondering how he was going to approach it. And I love that they have another guy just to add to. You know, particularly late shots situations where you can really you can play through him, you can ISO him, you can bring him off ball screen. So lots of different things that they can do with Clarkson. Got to get him up to speed. Obviously, just <laughs> take some time, more than uh, 12, 15, 18 hours, whatever uh, number of hours he's been here in Utah. But uh, excited to have him, and I think it's it's a positive move. All right, let's uh, let's take a look at the points in the paint uh, stat tonight uh, brought to you by our friends at Serta Pro Painters uh, call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit CERTAPRO.com that's CERTA with a C we do painting you do life before you read that yes I'm a defensive guy Whiteside said I feel like I'm the best rim protector in the league okay go ahead alright you ready for this yeah 60-34, to 34, Jazz outscored Portland in the paint. And Donovan in the fourth quarter was doing whatever he wanted to in that area. That's that's amazing. That's that's the biggest domination of that stat we've seen thus far this year. And as we, we talked about it. There was a game within a game. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you who was clued into that game within the game right from the start was Rudy. Mm. Uh, the way he attacked the offensive glass when 
uh, when Whiteside went to block a couple shots, the way he ran the floor, the way he got extra possessions, it, it was awesome to see the big fella play like that. You know, I, I would guess, and this is just guess, that Rudy, with his competitive personality, probably isn't sometimes the most easy person to, to get along with. But I'll tell you what, he does all the stuff to help his teammates. He does all that hard work that if you get beat on the perimeter, Rudy is there. Actually, hold that thought. Let's go down to the locker room. Tony, standing by with Jordan Clarkson. A few minutes. Um, I felt real comfortable. You know, Coach came in and just told me to come in and play, play my game and, uh, you know, we'll adjust to it. I didn't have practice this morning or a shoot around. I flew in this morning as well, so we got to talk, uh, do some film. Uh, I'm just happy uh, for the opportunity uh, coming out here and playing and uh, competing. Um, it was a good game. I got a warm welcome from all the fans. It was it was nice. I love the energy here. Uh, it was great. How different is that, uh, what this team is doing from what you were doing in Cleveland? Uh, no, they're doing uh, amazing things. It's a great team. It's a great group of guys. Um, they got together. Everybody's playing uh, for each other. Um, nothing against Cleveland or nothing, um, but I'm just happy for the opportunity here uh, to go out here and try to help the organization uh, achieve some of their goals. Can you take us through the last few days of you know when you found out this trade might happen and what your, your initial thoughts were? Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I was running out, getting ready to go on the court. Uh, got pulled off the side, said I was traded. Uh, flew home for Christmas. I uh, got to spend it with my family and then just uh, locked in and got in today and uh, just was uh, ready to go. What was your first kind of eye-opening moment tonight on the floor where you realized just how much this team plays with a purpose and plays for each other, like you said? Uh, just as many swing-swing passes. You know, it's a lot of hockey assists um, going on. Uh, and then, you know, big plays by Donovan, uh, Joe, and uh, big fella, um, Rudy, man. He's uh, those, those are special guys. Um, I'm definitely, uh, definitely some. You know, it's nice to be a part of. Played against this group before. What reinforced your expectation, and then what might have been a little bit different from what maybe you initially thought? Well, I just came here really with an open mind. I know these guys are really good. They got a talented group of guys. Um, like I said, just coming here with an open mind, um, trying to just help any way I can. Um, and just lay it all on the line when I'm out there. Did you stay up late watching you? You said what? Did you uh, stay up late? Nah, I, I had to get some rest. The flight I left at, left LA about seven in the morning. Landed here about ten, ten thirty. Uh, went straight to physical and then uh, suited up. Got a little rest, but uh, I watched an episode or two. <laughs> Playing against this Jazz team this last couple of years, what are your expectations in, in learning Quinn Snyder's offense? Um. You know, he puts guys in a lot of good positions. You know, he runs a lot of screen rolls, uh, lets guys get, get downhill. Um, they spread the floor awesome. So um, just going in there trying to learn um, what all he's putting in is uh, definitely going to be a challenge, but I'm ready to pick it up and uh, ready to jump right in. Do you feel there's been a lot of talk about you coming here, kind of being a, a, a spark plug bucket getter for that mm -hmm. second unit? Is that something that, that you want to try that you're going to be embracing that that role or, or what's kind of your thought about what you want to to try to do to help the team um just whatever i can when i'm in there um just trying to help any opportunity i get that's scoring the ball defensively uh rebounding um just coming out here trying to play with a purpose um and that's really it just try to help the organization and their goals how can you best do that what are the strengths of your game um, 
I mean, it's a, a lot of strengths that I have in my game right now. Um, definitely continue to work um, on everything. But I feel like once I figure out the system and the sets, uh, I'll figure out, uh, you know, where I can impact the team. Galvanizing was it for you to go from a team that's in a building phase and trying to work towards something compared to a team that has something established and has huge expectations? Like I said, it's a it's a great organization. Um, just you know, trying to embrace this opportunity and uh, just help any way I can. And I think uh, I'm in a good place and I'm um, go out there and play hard, try to get us a win. You mentioned that crowd, but were you expecting that ovation when you checked in? Oh no, it was a, it was a, it was insane. Uh, <laughs> it gets pretty loud in there, and uh, you know I've always felt it from the other side. Uh, but suiting up and putting on this jersey and feeling it on this side is a little different. Uh, they show a lot of love, and um, you know it's a, it's a great place to play. Thank All right, you guys, it's Jordan Clarkson. Let's go back to you. Thank you very much, Tony. Tim will uh, break down what Jordan had to say coming up on the other side. want to remind you to go where love takes you in a completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final, the Jazz beat the Blazers tonight, 121 to 115, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Postgame show, Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Uh, 121 to 115 is your final. The Jazz take down the Portland Trailblazers. And, of course, when the Jazz win, you win. The day after every Jazz win, home or away, Little Caesars is giving you free pizza. Order one custom round multi-topping pizza through the Little Caesars app, and you'll receive a free, large, extra-most, bestest pepperoni pizza using the promo code UTAHJAZZ. Valid at all uh, participating Utah... uh, Little Caesars locations, mobile orders only. We'll get back down to the locker room coming up here momentarily, but Tim, let's check out the assist feature, proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Throughout the Utah Jazz season, Larry H. Miller Dealerships donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller Charities. We are driven by you. Tonight, the Jazz had 22 assists on 46 made field goals. They were led by Donovan Mitchell, who had seven assists. Royce had four. Joe had four. And Moutier had four coming in off the bench. And it did, Tim. It felt like this was one of those nights where the ball was moving. Yeah, it's it, that's one of the things that Jordan Clarkson talked about in his interview that stood out to me is, you know, the way the ball moves, the way the ball's uh, kind of kicked side to side where guys uh, understand the idea, the, the importance of the hockey assist, you know. And, he brought that up. Yeah. That stood out to me too. And I'm telling you, the, there's a couple plays tonight. Moutier made a couple hockey assists tonight. I mean, the guys come so far. Um, it's exciting to watch this kind of become something that, is talked about, expected, and the guys are executing. I thought pretty much all of uh, Jordan Clarkson's uh, post-game interview, I thought it was pretty much all right on the money. Right down to, we got a couple of questions trolling where you could have bashed on the Cavs a little bit, and he just complimented the Jazz and made sure to say, hey, you know, Cleveland's Cleveland. It was fine, but here's what I like about what I've seen so far. And I was also wrong about something. He didn't get in yesterday. He got in this morning. This morning, yeah. I gave him way too too many hours. (laughs) I mean, it's it's crazy he didn't have the... the, uh, 
the playbook totally memorized. What a, what a disappointment. Wild. Yeah. I I think that if he can live up to uh, and again he he was not perfect tonight he was four of twelve he had nine points he was much better in the first half than the second but if what we saw glimpses of you know can become the case on a regular basis I I think he can help this team a lot yeah he's uh and he talked about Quinn and his understanding of offense and spacing um, and ball screens and being getting guys in a position to play downhill. Um, it's got to be so refreshing for a guy like him to come play here. Uh, just he mentioned the the energy in the arena. It's an eight thirty start day after Christmas, and I don't think there was an empty seat. I mean, we were in there it looking around. Yep. And you know, again, this place is special. Uh, this organization special, and and to have another guy come from the outside and see it and talk about it in night one, um, you know, just kind of solidifies that point. Yeah, no no doubt about it. Uh, he's probably going to be able to come in and, and really help this team right away, and we saw that already at times tonight. Uh, but tonight, uh, Donovan Mitchell, huge story, 35 points, 12 of 19 shooting, 7 assists, and we touched on this briefly when we were responding to the Shaquille O'Neal question, but one of the major storylines that I'm following this year is how Donovan Mitchell not only evolves his game, Tim, I, I mean, that's kind of the obvious number one, but I feel like he's evolving as a leader, and this is a different challenge for him because he's got some new faith and that sort of thing and so uh, I, I'm kind of trying to follow closely how he responds to it and you know saying why don't you play like a superstar all the time that that frustrated me because I think like he's he's really making an effort to get everybody involved and everybody going and making sure that they, that team atmosphere you know goes down to the bench guys and and to the new guys and I thought seven assists that's a great number for him on a night where he scores efficiently he scores a ton he's great in the fourth but that seven assists really stands out I mean it it's you take scoring 35 points in an NBA game, and that's a skill set all uh, in and of itself. But then you add to the fact that he that he he did that on 19 shots. He went to the line 11 times, and he had seven assists. I mean, there's not much to look at in that box score and not like. Only two turnovers, and only two turnovers. And then he's you know we've made this comment, but he's engaged defensively. Uh, I, I mean, we're seeing we're we're really are seeing greatness before our eyes on a nightly basis. And I hate to be like you know over the top, but it's the truth. We have a young budding superstar right here in Salt Lake. That is almost the perfect box score for Donovan. I'm Mitchell. telling you, man. 35 points on 12 and 19 shooting, 8 of 11 from the line, as Tim just rattled off. Seven assists, three boards, only two turnovers, uh, plus 12 tonight. He only had one foul, so he's playing defense without fouling. I mean, that is that is almost the perfect box score for Donovan well, Mitchell. But then take all that, right, that we know, and the way he's closing games and embracing the closing role. Right. Like, you have to have that mindset, and you have to just, okay, it's my time. And he does it. Yep. All right. In fact, uh, speaking of Donovan Mitchell, let's go down to the locker room where Tony's standing by with Donovan. That's what I'm talking about. What do you feel like this team has continued to discover in these wins and winning in a variety of different ways? Um, um, biggest thing is, like I keep saying it, man, resiliency, finding a way. You know, easy for teams to cave in. Dame's going crazy. CJ's going crazy, you know, and we could easily just been like, all right, like caved in. I think that's what separates. You know, I, I, oh, damn. <laughs> I don't um, 
I don't forget, you know, the Laker game. I don't forget, you know, those the Philly game, the Toronto game. I think none of us forget it. We're like, you know, we were down, you know, like we, we got to this the mindset we've had these past, what, six, seven games as to who we need to be. And it doesn't matter if we went by 30 or went by two. Like, you know, we were going out there and communicating and, and doing what we do. Those two hustle players, but we really, really sealed the game. You know, you can say what you want about my scoring and Joe and not. But at the end of the day, it came down to Rudy making two big plays. You know, that's that's why he is who he is. And that's why we rely on him, you know, coming down, blocking the, sorry, blocking the shot like you know like that's that's what we need on all fronts you know Boyan making the pass to me being unselfish you know so many different things Royce grabbing and getting rebounds playing great defense like it, go, it can go down the line but that's what we need to be when you watch the play where Rudy defends Damian the way he does and then ends up over on Carmelo and then forces the air ball and stuff like that. Does that just galvanize this team to continue to make unselfish plays? To be honest with you, I was face guarding CJ McCollum the whole time. So I didn't, all I saw was the ball like fall in my area. But like once I saw the replay, like, you know, he's a defensive player of the year for a reason. You know, like we can switch late game and understand that it's going to be a tough shot. It's still going to be, we got to be able to get the rebound. That's it. You know, and he's a guy like we, like I said, we, we rely on down there, you know, and it makes our life a lot easier. You know, it's not like there's a mismatch and like you bring him out and, you know, it's going to be easy. It's going to be tough, you know, and I think he's, he's shown it game by game. You're still in the 28 of your 35 in the second half. What got you going? being aggressive um honestly just trying to find my spots you know joe had a hot hand early which i guess it made, made it a little bit easier for me because they were a little more focused on him and then allowed me to kind of get going in spurts and just being comfortable and being patient you know i think that's that's my biggest thing slowing down and just finding my rhythm finding myself throughout the game you know start off the game over three oh four whatever it was and then you know kind of settling down and making the right reads and then kind of getting into that rhythm i think that's what really helped me Donovan, how how uh much to Joe's early hot shooting help you guys kind of get into that offense? I, I love him. He's like that. You know, he says he gets tired from shooting. I said, trust me, you, you can keep doing it. I know you're old, but you can keep doing it. Um, he's he's a guy, like I said, you know, he's when he's confident like that, that's the Joe Ingles we, when I came here. That's, that's the Joe Ingles the past two years I've known. You know, obviously he's he's had his ups and downs and whatnot, but, you know, he's he's a guy who's continued to be aggressive. Um, I think he's shooting, what, 50? Three percent in this month or something like that. Like that's well, that's and, and he's at the, from like the three. Sorry, thirteen made threes last two games. You know, he keeps shooting like that. I mean, that's that's all I can say. Like you know, we keep running plays for him. He makes not only that, but he makes the right play. He gets into the paint. He's he's comfortable finding guys. Also getting his little floater. You know, being able to make the right play. That's that's what we rely on. What was the talk they come almost all the way back? I mean, what what was the talk there down the stretch? I mean, at the end of the day, like, they, they are going to make a run, you know. When Dame's hitting shots like that, and there's not much you can really do, you know. Um, we picked up our defense intensity, but we also made key plays. We also made great reads on the offensive end. Didn't turn it over. You know, there are times, as you guys know, to start the season, we get to that position and we turn it over or we, we, we have a mismatch, you know, or mistake on the defensive end. But now we're locking in and they just hit shots, you know, we, even though we're playing good defense. You know, I was pretty – Pretty pissed when Dame hit what six in a row on me, but like at the end of the day, he a contested three, a fall away in the corner. And I mean, like stuff like that, we we can't control it. Like you know, I mean, he hit shots, but the biggest thing is how we respond to that, and we think we did a good job of that. Miami trapped you guys, and you, you had seven assists, or trapped you, I should really say. Yeah. And, and then you know, obviously, Portland plays drop Davis, which. You also get seven assists. Yeah. Do you feel like you're trying to figure out, you're yeah. getting better at figuring out I different so. defenses and how you know, to Not being able, not kind of, you know, forcing things. You know, different plays where I'm kind of going in there and I get into the paint and I just dribble it up. You know, be keeping it simple and then finding a guy or finding Royce, you know, when, my, when I'm going to Nashville, but like the dribble I was telling you about, like just trying to do as much as I possibly can because that slows me down. It slows myself down and allows me to be calm. And, you know, it also helps when you have Boyan Bogdanovich, you have Joe Ingles, you have Royce, you know, you have Jordan Clarkson, you know, George, like every. Everybody's knocking shots down. It makes my life a lot easier.
Um, he's aggressive, you know. I, I I loved it. You know, he he's he learned on the fly, like learned really fast. Like I, like I said it before, because you know, for him to understand some of the reads and the plays we were running, for him to get it like that, that's impressive. You know, people don't understand that our system and what we run is. Took me a whole year and a half to figure it out. So, um, I think for him, just being able to learn, he's going to keep finding his spots, and it also helps to have a guy late clock you can give it to and get into the paint and, and get a bucket. So he's really happy with the way he played, and he's going to keep be a big part piece for us. There's always stuff to work on, but do you sense this last stretch this team has really started to think feel and move as one five at a time yeah but we also need to keep a lead you know we need to keep a lead that's the biggest thing you know we can we can be happy with the wins we're happy with our resiliency but we need to keep it keep it like if we're up 20 we need to stay up 20 i think it's like the third or fourth time we've done that you know i think that's there's one negative i take away like we have to keep a lead we have to find a way to keep the foot on the throat on both ends of the floor guys that's donovan mitchell let's go back to you Thank you very much there, Tony. Again, Donovan tonight was uh, just terrific in the Jazz win over the Blazers. Uh, 35.7 assists, three rebounds. And, you know, Tim, on that leadership thing we were talking about, you notice in that, how many minutes was that, Adrian? Three, four minutes, five minutes? Uh, I think he might have mentioned everybody on the team by name. I mean, just uh, things they do well. A compliment, uh, and it's funny, Donovan has a great memory. He remembers pretty much every play. But talking about what Rudy did down the stretch and even mentioned the bench guys, I mean, he's – he's the leader on this team. He's the glue guy. He's the one who's setting the tone in that locker room. I think that's a really good thing. Well, and he takes pride in it. You can tell that it's really important to him uh, to not just be, you know, the guy who uh, gets all the accolades or, you know, gets attention, but he's a guy who totally understands, you know, human nature. He takes time to talk about each guy. Uh, He just got wisdom beyond his years at this point. Um, and that's a great combination with, you know, his mind being in that spot coupled with the way he's playing. It's pretty special right now. All right, coming up next, we'll get tonight's Master of the Glass. We'll look at your three-point takeover as well. And uh, Rudy did respond uh, to the Hassan Whiteside comments, which you've read to us tonight, Tim. And we'll get Rudy's response to that coming up right around the corner. want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final tonight, 121 to 115, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. One twenty-one to one fifteen is your final Jazz game night post-game show. Brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, uh, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Let's take a look at your master of the glass tonight. Uh, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, a local vehicle glass expert. Back for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebounds program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate five dollars for each rebound secured by this uh, this year's team rebound leader with all proceeds going to benefit the neighborhood house. As usual, Rudy Gobert is your master of the glass. 15 boards, four of which came on the offensive side. Two of those offensive rebounds, Tim, critical there in the fourth quarter. Rudy was terrific tonight. Every time you say that, master of the glass, I want to sing the the, uh, Les Mis, (laughs) master of the house. But maybe I'll save that for another night. Maybe that's maybe that's something we work into. Maybe okay. that's a that's a we, we could yeah. Let's try it out Saturday. Maybe we could make the read that goes with it. Maybe we could make that rhyme in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. And really and really get into some lyrics. No, Rudy was special, and uh, you know he, his rim protecting. We see it um, every night, but he's a 
he's a special guy around the rim, but I, I felt like he had a little extra tonight. He he attacked the offensive glass early, ran the floor. He made those extra hustle plays, and when he's when he's at his best, uh, there there is nobody better in the league. All right, he did go up against Hassan Whiteside tonight. And uh, have those those comments ready, Tim. I don't know if you still have those in, in front of you. But uh, we talked about Rudy's stats. He had those boards to go along with uh, 16 points on 7 of 7 shooting. Hassan Whiteside tonight in only 22 minutes and hardly played in the second half. 3 of 5 shooting. He only had 6 rebounds. He did have a block to go along with 8 points. He was minus 28 in those 22 minutes. And uh, the Jazz scored, uh, what did we say when we got to the points in the paint? They had 60, outscored Portland 60 to 34, 34. in the paint. Uh, and this, of course, was uh, after Hassan Whiteside had this to say about Rudy. He said, I'm a defensive guy. I feel like I'm the best rim protector in the league. Even last year with all the naysayers or whatever, you look at who protected the rim and messed up the opponent's field goal percentage. It was me there. So I feel like I'm the best rim protector. It's not even close. All right. Uh, Rudy Gobert, moments ago in the locker room, was asked about those comments, and here's what Rudy had to say. I should have told this coach to put him in at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear that one more time? Uh, one that's, more that's time. That's worth two. We need Should I tell this coach to put him in at the end? That is hilarious. Oh, man, that is... That is the line of the year thus far in the in the post game locker room. And Rudy Rudy's usually good for a, f- a few one liners every season. That's that's number one uh, so far this year. Should <laughs> have told his coach to put him in at and, the end. Should have told his coach to put him in at the end. <laughs> and, we, and we guessed right because we said Rudy would know. He knew. Um, <laughs> that is that is actually a great one liner. That is that is really funny. That is really funny. And Rudy, you know, Rudy's got uh, some stuff, some juice going with several players. I mean, we talked, uh, obviously, with with Whiteside, but Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy usually yep. have a little something. Stephen Adams and Rudy usually, uh, usually have a little something. But the thing with Whiteside is he and Rudy kind of came up at the very same time, and they were very similar players. And Whiteside got that big deal with, with the Heat, uh, kind of similar times that Rudy started getting paid with the Jazz. But the difference between the two players, I think, is, is – the the head on top of those shoulders. I mean, Rudy is he's really driven. He's focused. He's a real team guy. And and Whiteside's numbers are good, but really the Miami Heat couldn't wait to get away from him. They they couldn't wait. And Locke mentioned when we were doing crosstalk that the the odds of him continuing to be on this team after Yusuf Nurkic and uh, Zach Collins come back, he he's probably going to get moved. So it's. Interesting, but Rudy certainly got the better of the matchup tonight. Well, and they had their best, you know, the Blazers had their best output when he was on the bench. Um, you know, he's, he's another big guy who, with those guards, if he's not just totally willing to screen, give up his body, like we see Rudy do um, on nearly every possession, you know, then you have to, uh, you, I mean, you've got to hand that to Rudy because Rudy is, he, he's consistently good that that way every night. And as Adrian points out to us, uh, this is the last year of Whiteside's deal. So certainly, you know, Rudy got a pretty nice extension. Hassan Whiteside's going to be looking for a new gig. I was telling, telling the coach to put him in in the fourth quarter. I should have told his coach to put him in at the end. Put him in at the end. <laughs> that is such I got to work on my French. <laughs> I love Rudy. Man, that's, that's that was That's That really was his funny. way of saying... But you threw it to me. You thought it was going to be longer, didn't you? I did think it was going yeah. to be longer. I had to, I got to be honest. Yeah, it was much shorter than I anticipated. That's the way. But that so much better. Rudy says, "I am the best rim protector in the league." See, that's I should have told his coach to put him in at the end. 
that's, that's hilarious. And no soup way, for you. What, what exactly is uh, Whiteside going to say in response? Um, well, yeah, I was on the bench. I have so. the most blocks in the league, man. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a look at your three-point takeover. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Uh, tonight from uh, behind the arc, Tim, the, the Jazz were 14 of 36, 38.9%. Joe Ingles was 6 of 10. Royce O'Neal, 2 of 3. Donovan Mitchell, 3 of 6. Jordan Clarkson struggled a little bit tonight, 1 of 6 from 3. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich uh, as well. One of seven from three. And uh, Bogdanovich has been just terrific all year long. These last two games, however, Timmy's struggled shooting the ball uh, a little bit. But the way he's played so far this season uh, has been a huge, huge story. The one for seven from three, he made a really big one. It was it was the hustle play by Rudy, tapped yep. it. And, you know, so you, you like the fact that even though he had a tough shooting night, the when the money was on the table, he, he hit the big He one. plays with a lot of confidence, doesn't he? He plays with a ton of confidence, and, and a night like tonight is really kind of a, an anomaly in terms of the data points. Um, you know that he's going to probably be around 50% night in and night out and he's uh he just had a little bit rougher go tonight shooting the ball but uh you know the fact that he's out there and has played the way he has all year um you know speaks to kind of his consistency all right we want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new 2020 subaru outback available now mark miller subaru the official subaru partner of the utah jazz learn more at markmillersubaru.com your final the jazz beat the blazers 121 to 115 coming up next we're going to get tim lacombe's final thoughts on this one as we look forward to the Clippers game on the road Saturday night. It's all straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. Thank you very much for making us a part of your evening. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. 121 to 115 is your final. Jazz led tonight by Donovan Mitchell's 35 points. Joe Ingles with 26. And uh, I I thought tonight uh, we saw a lot from this Jazz team. I know folks out there probably got a little grumpy when they blew the lead in the fourth quarter. But, you know, the other team's going to make runs too and it's kind of how you respond to it Tim you've talked a little bit about that uh, tonight in the post game and uh, how they're playing down the stretch in the fourth quarter is is really making a huge difference for this team there's a belief you know as they come down the stretch and when you when you figure something out when you find a way to do something that works um, and have success doing it uh, you're gonna you're, you're gonna grow from that and the way the jazz you know whether They've lost the lead, or it's kind of been nip and tuck. The way that they've closed out the last, uh, you know, five games, four or five games, uh, minus the Miami game, who they actually played really well down the stretch. They just got beat, um, but it's a, it, it really is a, a great thing for this team as, as, you know, as up and down and kind of uh, with injuries and different things that the Jazz have dealt with, for them to be able to figure out a way to win and. It's it's a it's pretty simple equation. It's it's guard. It's protect the rim, uh, and it's you know allow your guys to be players, and then have Donovan you know be kind of extra special down the stretch. 
What did you think overall uh, about Jordan Clarkson's debut and his potential for this Jazz roster? I really like it. I, I think that um, you know I was looking through the day throughout the day, just looking at different his numbers compared to other guys, and 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 then even tonight in the broadcast, Reggie Miller brought up Vinny. You know what when. Jordan kind of got it going. He brought up Vinnie Johnson and kind of that microwave. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really the Jazz have needed that spark. And when you think about him and you think about, you know, when Conley gets back and you've got he and Royce coming off the bench, you know, guys, it just kind of slides guys into spots that they can be successful in. And it also keeps guys like you, you mentioned Joe really likes starting. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, so you keep guys in the roles that they're, they're good at. Um, but Clarkson looks to be a guy who can really bring some, some intensity, some skill, some scoring punch off the bench. As far as Blazers go, Damian Lillard, uh, 34 points tonight, 8 assists. He's just a special player. And C.J. McCollum, who was terrible in the first half, caught fire and almost single-handedly brought his team back. He finished the game with uh, with 25 points. But, you know, this Blazers team, they're they're a little short uh, on, on depth. Obviously, they have some, some very key injuries. But this is still a team that's got a ton of top-end talent and plays hard. They, they do, and... and you start. We started this broadcast talking about the Blazers tonight and those two guards, and the shots they made down the stretch just to even make it a game. I mean, McCollum was like you said on fire, uh, but he made some tough ones like double clutch threes, and then Dame makes that thirty-five footer. Um, I don't know. You know, David Locke was talking about him at the rim. I don't even know why he messes with the rim. Just, <laughs> just pull up from thirty-five and call it good. Point to your watch and get out of there. It's, you're he, pretty but much he unguardable. Is, those two guys are special. That's a that's a really special backcourt we have in the league. And one quick note: um, Anthony Simons is pretty good. He, I he liked had that kid. Fifteen points. He was seven of nine shooting. One of three from three. I like him too because look at this number. He's he's only six three and and what like a buck eighty five soaking wet. He had ten boards tonight. I mean he he looked eighteen out there. He like did. he looks like a young guy. Um, looked him up. He played at IMG, which is a prep school out in Florida. Um, but that kid's got some game. Um, he's somebody to definitely kind of put an asterisk by and watch. There's some there there. No no question. Yeah, there's, there's some I like, there there. I like that kid. And you know what? The Blazers need all that they can get. I mean, they, they need him to, to come into his own. I mean, and, and uh, Carmelo Anthony is starting, not that they play the same position, but, I mean, they need guys. Yeah, they Carmelo's – I mean, that, that's all in a pinch with Collins and all, all the injuries that they've suffered. Um, so, yeah, they, they need – that production and but I, I'm with you. That that guy's a he was a pleasant surprise that I didn't know a whole lot about going into tonight. The Blazers will be much, much better when Nurkic and Collins are back and healthy. I mean yeah. they're they're two really good players. And they they're their front court. I mean that's it. That's yeah, that is their front court, which makes um you know, then you got a guy like Whiteside coming off the bench. Um it just again depth is depth is king. And um that's one thing I love about what the Jazz are doing right now. They they didn't wait around. They had this feeling that, hey, this is not working. And a credit to them, their front office, for going out and taking a chance. I have a hard time week in and week out with my fantasy league. You know, who should I bench? Who should? <laughs> and that's, that means nothing. Nobody cares. I don't have anybody tweeting about my fantasy league. But the way the Jazz have handled this and dealt with it and the fact that they, they're very, very um, you know, driven to try to get this team to be the very best they can be. You know how I know you're not on a college staff anymore? 
if you're playing fantasy basketball. I know. I've never played yeah. fantasy football. Yeah. Are you enjoying it? Oh, I love it. I'm, I'm in sure a championship. Are you really? Yeah, I'm, I'm playing. So we've, it's a two-week championship. Wait, is, is this the league you, you told you told me about this where you're playing with some uh, with guys some from work? Guys from work? Yeah. Oh, there's, there's a nice little. There's a little prize. There's a nice little prize. I'm down this. like 16 after week one, and I lost a bunch of dudes last week. Oh, man. So it's not looking good? But he's got Lamar Jackson, and he's sitting out. So there's hope. I'm, I'm, but I am basically doing what the Jazz did. I threw a bunch of guys um, on the scrap heap, and I went and got some new Oh, did guy. you scramble? Oh, I scrambled, baby. We'll see what happens. Good for you. I'm, I'm rooting for you. I got my fingers Maybe we can crossed. talk about it Saturday. I'll All give right. you my lineup. Speaking of Saturday, you're going to be back with me, which I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, quick thoughts. Uh, the Clippers are really, really good, and they, they looked good. That was the I thought that was the best game on Christmas Day. Clippers, Lakers, what a surprise. Love but, those and, uniforms, too. Yeah. Those are cool city uniforms. But th- they're awesome. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You, you give Kawhi all he wants, including, a, you know, allegedly, you know, house, maybe part of the team, access to a private jet whenever he wanted. Load management. Uh, allegedly. But uh, that's going to be hard. I mean, the Jazz played well at times tonight, and I, I've, they've been playing better the last couple of weeks, but this going to be a tough one. No, it's, it, they looked great yesterday, and that was a high-level game. Uh, that was a very high-level game. And, um, you know, I just – Watching them, they seem to have an answer for for everything, and it'll be a real challenge for the Jazz. But they got a couple of days here; don't have to go back to back. So, or they have a day, you know, to, yeah. to travel and get there. And so, it's a uh, it's a good situation for them in terms of rest. All right, uh, that game will start Saturday night at eight thirty. Pre-game will begin at seven thirty. Uh, we want to say a big thanks to uh, David Locke and Ron Boone doing a fine job on the broadcast as usual. Thank all thanks to all the broadcast interns. We want to thank Adrian Leiser, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to the title sponsor of the post-game show, Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at Mark Miller. Subaru.com. And of course, thanks to you, Tim Lacombe, my good friend. Uh, tonight was fun. It was fun. It's always fun working with you, it a, but it was especially fun tonight. I have a home game uh, right after Christmas. There was a great feel, great energy. Um, and I think the, the fans are really excited about this team. 121 to 115 is your final. Tim and I will talk to you Saturday night when the Jazz take on the LA Clippers. And of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.